Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season season 6 of Better Let Me Tell You. I don't care for that song. Is it because she's on a subway in the dance break? <laughs> Jenna Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wearing her t-shirt. You are wearing her t-shirt. Um, welcome, everybody, to episode 263. Yes, sir. Look did you, you see Did you, you see how I remembered You that? have been getting a lot better. 263 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Happy weekend, everybody. Yes, the yes, weekend yes, is here. Yes. Um, Midway through August at this point. I tell you, it's, it's yeah, yeah it. it's Christmas. It's Christmas. No Christmas. No, there's already the um, <laughs> Valentine's Day candy at the uh, <laughs> the little sweet tarts at uh, the uh, dollar store. The little little chalky hearts. Yeah. No, but don't they start putting like um? Well, Dollar Tree already has Halloween. Right. Like they full out have already Halloween, and they're starting a smattering of Thanksgiving. Mm. They have like the one cornucopia. Yes, a cornucopia and a couple of like autumnal leaves. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Who knew that Dollar Tree would become like the seasonal headquarters? Depot? Yeah. <laughs> I love I love like when my mom or my aunt go to Dollar Tree, like, you know, a month or two before the holiday. Like right. right, like right maybe right around the time of Halloween, they go to Dollar Tree and there's already Christmas stuff. Right. They both come back like I como hay cosas bonita ahí. And I'm like the Dollar Tree. They, okay, for a dollar twenty-five, they're cute to just poner cosas para para tener en la casa. You know, para resolver, para resolver, they're cute. Okay. You know, o para hacer un adorno. Para hacer un adorno. You know, to make a wreath. Un centro de un mesa. Centro de mesa. Mm. You know, if you're having like una noche buena and you want to make uno centro de mesa, you go to Dollar Tree. Right. And you know, you, know. you, you create something. Exactly. Although to- Dollar Tree has yet to have an, uh, a caja china. 
okay. for Centro Mesa. I, I've told you, I've said this before on the podcast, um, I think that 25 cents really adds up. It really does. Uh, I was doing the math the other day, actually, with Bean Pump Boyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, we're yeah. spending an extra, like, $4. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it really adds up. It's only a quarter, but the thing is that when you go to Dollar Tree, you buy them almost in bulk. <laughs> so so that quarter adds true. up really quick. This is because, true. Because, I mean, when have you ever gone to Dollar Tree and bought one thing? No, it doesn't happen. Because when I've gone to, Do- like, I've go- I go to Dollar Tree a lot of times to get projects for Tristan's. Right, you know, of course, yeah. To get, to get stuff for, for his projects. Poster boards, um, right. And then I'll be like, oh, but I also need some this, and I need some that. Yaketoyaki. And here's this Tupperware that I don't need, but, you know, looks very convenient. Um, <laughs> it's McCormick brand, so it must be it good. It must be good. You know, McCormick brand, which is seasoning, but they make Tupperware, so, you know, I must well, get it. Well, I mean, if they know seasoning, they must know the things that the seasoning goes into. Exactly. Right. Oh, mira, el aluminio oh, yes. <laughs> is good. I'm telling you. You just start resolviendo. Right. So, you know, right. I went in to buy a poster board and $40 I ended up later. buying 30 more items, you know, <laughs> times 0.25. Correct. Because it's all. And then add the tax. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, no, we hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, yes. It's still summer. It is, despite the fact that I'm wearing a, a, a throw blanket. Yeah, but in my house, it's always winter. This is true. It's like a Tori Amos song. I was going to say, that sounds Snow very... can wait. I forgot <laughs> my mittens. It gets a little cold in my heart when I think of winter. Or when I think of the Borges household. Yeah. You know what? If there's any singer who is winter, it's Tori Amos. But not like in a a dead time of year way. I'll never forget that my brother doesn't know who Tori Amos is. She's like, he's like, who's Tori Amos? Tori Hamos, that's a different person. And it's funny because, like, whenever I would play her videos or maybe, you know, when I had her CDs laying around some years back oh. that you would be at my parents' house when I still lived there, eh, he'd be like, oh, you and this weird music you listen to. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't say Tori Amos is commercial. Right. She's far from being, like, post-industrial. Uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. Band. You know? That's like, I'll never forget that the first time I went to Europe, which was in 1998, I bought a bunch of Kylie Minogue um, yes, singles yes. because because you were in Europe. I, I the import <laughs> singles were no longer imports; they, they were, were just singles. singles. And that's when he she was in that Impossible Princess phase. Yes, and he was like, "What shit is this? Like, who is this? Like, this is weird stuff." I'm like, "It's fucking Kylie Minogue." Like, yeah, she, you she, don't get more garden variety. Yeah, she could be more pop if she tried. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, she's like. Kid music, almost. <laughs> she might as well be like, now that's what I call Kylie. <laughs> oh yeah, bueno. Something I actually wanted to talk about this week. Yep. Actually, before we start talking about anything, okay. I want to sort of send out some concern, good wishes, some love to yes. Maui. Oh my god, that is so 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 horrible. Oh yeah, when they say Maui's on fire, Maui yeah. is on fire. Well, Lahaina is no longer there. Yeah. Lahaina's gone. Yes, yes. And I actually, I I have to be honest, I was seeing it in the news, like, when I log in to mm-hmm. wherever to see it, but I hadn't read it. Because I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know why I assume that. It's like, oh, they're having... Like California wildfire. Right. Mm-hmm. Wildfire, which is a big deal, but... But, right. But then actually today, I actually did start reading on it, and I didn't realize the, the like, the catastrophe that it is. Yeah. It's like wiping the island. It's it's so sad. It so. is so sad. And well, I mean, we've both been to Maui, yeah. and it's 
just to think about like the beauty that is there and it's the just, road to Hana. The road to Hana. Que nunca, <laughs> a Hana nunca se lleva. But Hana is the perfect. The you, road you've to, been to Hana. Yeah, okay. the road to Hana is a perfect. Um, to quote Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. Life is a journey, not a destination. This is the road true. to Hana. The beauty part is, is the is the road. Is a road. Yeah. Hana, it's like oh, it's like, this what's is pretty. The, the Seven Sacred Falls is up there. No, I don't remember. But anyway, you know, our thoughts go out to everybody in yes. Maui, and it's it's yeah. a the real, Big Island real... also is being affected. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Big Island, Hawaii. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully they get rain. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you think about it like they're an island, right? So you would think, well, this should not be a problem, right? right. But it's just, it's not that easy. Yeah, but it's a volcanic it's a vol- island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, there's there's, there's challenges. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's funny because Hawaii is one of these places because it, it's known for being a paradise and just being amazing. and, and Rightfully you, so. You counts. don't... Bad things happen in Hawaii, but... You, you don't think about bad things happening in Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Aside from you know? like a volcano. Right. It's Hawaii. And I mean, obviously, that's a very ignorant thing to say. But, I, you know, when something of this magnitude happens anywhere, but especially happens in Hawaii, it's like, wow, yeah. this is... These things don't happen awful. in paradise. Yeah. These things yeah. don't happen in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but they do, actually. Um, so, good wishes to them. Yes. So, you know who's not having a very good week? Well, the residents of Hawaii, but who else? Uh, Lizzo. <laughs> Oh yes. So I kind of wanted to talk about this whole Lizzo. Yes, I wanted to talk. I wanted to bring it up last week, and I totally forgot. Actually, right. um, well, I feel it got even more momentum. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So they were, I feel it's like a snowball. They were just waiting for us to cover it, really. Right. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, about a week ago, uh, three former backup dancers uh, of Lizzo uh, sued her. Yeah. Uh, for sexual harassment. Um, among other things, and you know, they pretty much said that working with Lizzo was a hostile work environment. Um, one of them specifically said that um, there was an instance where I think they went to like a strip club yeah. or someplace mm-hmm. where there was somebody performing either in the nude or performing. It was you know, in Amsterdam. doing, doing a, a strip tease, and um, Lizzo told the dancer like, "Oh, you got to touch him. You got to grab him. You got to touch him." Touch the the exotic dancer. Um, so basically, it's these allegations that Lizzo and her people were very hard to work with. Um, aside from the sexual harassment of it all, mm-hmm. um, called the the dancers overweight and fat, made derogatory uh, comments about their weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, also, it was a hostile work environment, and um, it's pretty damning allegations. Now. As we all know, one of the things that made Lizzo so popular, I think, um, aside from her talent, you know, she could right. sing and she's a great performer and she plays the flute and all that. Right. But what made is, her stand out is the whole body positivity shtick that she mm-hmm. has and how she's a and... big girl and you know she rocks it and you know and I, and I would always say this about her: I'm not a huge fan of her music, but I liked her because she there was a lot of positivity, yes. a lot of the message good energy yeah. about her. You know, I, you would see her and you would smile. So obviously these allegations come out and people like are canceling her left and right. Um, even Beyonce, Starting with Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce has a remix of uh, Break My Soul where she mentions a bunch, a bunch of like, you know, significant yeah. black women. She does like the Vogue breakdown. And um, she took Lizzo out when she did her performances on her tour this week. Um, and the backlash has been pretty big mm-hmm. um, online. So, you know, as always... What do you think about this? Do you think we're too quick to judge um, the court of public opinion? You know, is this a situation where we got to listen to the victims? 
Is a truth somewhere in the middle? When you read all this and heard about this, like, what was your thought on it? So my initial reaction was, okay, I'm not saying this didn't happen, right? I think if these these women are coming forward, something happened, right? Yeah. What happened that, that you know, like, what is it? There's two, two sides to every story, the truth is in the middle, blah, blah, blah. There's three sides to every story. Three, that's mine right. and, the and, and the truth, right? But I had two initial thoughts. Um, so irrespective of, of, of what happened, on the face of it, it kind of reminded me of a few years, of a few years ago when the whole backlash situation happened with Ellen. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about how this is another scenario where, again, irrespective of whether this did or didn't happen, right? Because if it did happen, it's one way, and if it didn't happen, it's another way. But go with me on this, listeners. Here's someone who has built the entire public persona on, I'm fun, I'm positive, I'm happy, I'm inclusive, I'm all about everybody. And there's always going to be a contingency of people somewhere who are going to be like, that's fake, that's not true. And you can't keep that up all the time because you're a human being. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're going to have a shitty day. You're going to have a day where you're going to be like, I that looks horrible on you. You know what I mean? Like no, you're so, just going to be nasty. You're just going to be know? nasty. I mean, whatever. We're all we're humans, right? So so that was the first thought I had. I'm like, this is also unfortunately sometimes what happens when your personality in the public persona is is all about shiny, happy, you know, everything. The second thing I thought of was. This is actually kind of a lesson for for people like Lizzo. Insofar as, uh, I don't know if you saw her documentary. I did. Lizzo growing up was always considered like the weird girl. She was into anime. She wasn't exactly popular, et cetera, et cetera, right? So now she's on top of the world. She's hanging out with her with her tour and her and her bandmates and her dancers. And guess what? For the time of that tour... This is your friends and family. Like mm-hmm. this is your social group, right? Mm-hmm. So when they go to a, a strip club in Amsterdam, you know, maybe in her mind, in Lizzo's mind, the initial thing when the girl said, "No, no, I'm good," was kind of like, and I'll use you and me as the example, right? If we were to go out somewhere and we're all like having a shot, right? And you're like, "No, I don't want a shot." What would we all start doing? Be like, "Do it, do mm-hmm. it, do mm-hmm. it," right? But that's just friends with friends. Right. Unfortunately, in this situation, she's the boss. Right. Right? And so I think there's also, there was perhaps in in that specific incident, and maybe similar ones, a disconnect for her where she forgot. Right. She is the boss. She thought she was one of the girls. Right. And in reality, she is. She's, she could turn, shut that whole thing down. Right. And I, and I think there's, there's an element of that in there too, which I'm not excusing it. But I'm trying to understand where she came from because I don't think that any of the allegations that I saw in terms of the sexual harassment was like her going up and like, you know, slapping people or grabbing. It was things like mm-hmm. that, you know, things that in a context of a friend group mm-hmm. hanging out, most people would probably just be like, I stop being so fucking right, annoying, right. you know, or but you know, the flip side to that is because I, I agree with what you're saying that a lot of times these people, especially when they're young and they're out and they're touring and they're partying, you know, which is, you know, is very much, you know, comes with touring, you know, if she wouldn't do that, if she'd be reserved, you know, separate, line, right, right. separate her, herself from the dancers right. and all that. And the entourage, no, she's a frigid bitch. Then, yes, she's a frigid bitch. Right. So it's like you, <laughs> right. you don't have, uh, you know, because we hear that so many times. Yeah. Lizzo, from, Lizzo's strict orders or nobody look at her in the hallway. Right. We hear or that whatever, so many right. times from people that have worked or have been, you know, in the building. Cause it's always somebody who was like there because they weren't supposed to be there, but they were there because of somebody else. Blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, Oh, I was there around so-and-so. 
And then, you know, they'll tell you, oh, she didn't look us in the eye and she didn't, you know, she ignored us. And it's like, well, a lot of times they have to do that for their own protection, because if they if they become very friendly with you, they're held to a higher standard. Right. They're the boss. Right. They're the boss. They're held to the higher standard. They're scrutinized very differently than everybody else. So then things like this happen. You know, I I'm very torn about it because on the one hand, I. You know, I, I feel that if these people went forward with this and are putting something themselves happened. in the middle of this controversy, something did happen. Right. On the other hand, just, you know, maybe it's my legal mind <laughs> or just the fact that I'm not a judgmental person. You know, I, I will withhold judgment on this because there's still a lot that we don't know. This just happened. And, you know, and people are already um, canceling her left and right. Mm-hmm. And saying that she's done and all that, and you know, I, I again, we don't. There's a lot that we right. don't know. Right, right, right. There, there's a lot. There, there, there's a lot that could have happened. But based on what I've read, if these things were true, this sounds to me like there is a lot of bad decisions that were made, right? And maybe just a toxicity that. Maybe wasn't intentional, but did happen nonetheless. And that doesn't make it better. That right. doesn't make give them an excuse. But I do think that celebrities, because they're scrutinized differently, do have to take certain steps to protect themselves. Now, Lizzo is still a newish artist. Right. She's sort of new at this. But, you know, I'm happy you bring up Ellen because Ellen was one of these people that for so many years she was... You know, we love Ellen, all this positivity. The and happy all, lady, yeah. Happy lady. And and all of a sudden, you know, that ship turned around. And yeah. and, and it wasn't only because of the things going on allegedly in, in, her, in the workplace. But, you know, a lot of people in the LGBT community, like, did not like Ellen. Yeah. Because they thought she should be more open about it. I'm like, she is in everybody's TV. <laughs> She's talking in about millions and millions and millions of homes every day talking about her wife. Like, I, I don't know yeah, what, wh- more what more do you, do you want? want. Like... Yeah. And that's just her brand also. You know, she's not... That's who she's always been. Well, she's never been, at least her public persona, again, has never been, quote-unquote, militant lesbian. Right. You know, it's she's a comedian. Right. Which also, you have to, as a comedian, you have to endear yourself to the biggest group possible, especially back when she was coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're talking Johnny Carson. Yeah. So, I I mean, we'll see how this plays out. I'm not rushing to judgment on on either side. You know what Um, else I thought of, though? Um... I also thought of how, you know, again, hindsight and how times change. The first thing, I, well, the second thing I also thought of was um, Truth or Dare. With Madonna? Yeah. Yeah. How a lot of those scenes, nowadays, those dancers would all, like, she'd be in court for years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just over, sure. Just over the, the Evian bottle. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Just over that. Um, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but Yeah. You're you're probably right. You know when they're all in bed together in the right. scene and right. and all that. I mean, just think about it because you want to talk about a group of people who had to essentially come together. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Uh, Madonna song. Um, you know during this tour and during the filming, and they had to present a certain atmosphere, or mm-hmm. else that documentary doesn't work. No, I mean I, I I I also think that that documentary it's a very different beast because that was done at a time where those documentaries. Did not exist, so I feel True. that it it wasn't you you didn't you didn't know what a documentary or a reality 
Oh um, yeah, that's true. Project was looked back like back then. Yeah. So I I feel that that movie in particular, Madonna's Truth or Dare, um, was real. Like that was real. I mean, sure, there were probably some scenes that were set up in terms of the camera, right. but uh, most of it was real. And um, I agree. I think there's a lot that they showed in that documentary that now there, there's nothing crazy that happened in there, but now it would not be. It wouldn't be seen as harmless just, fun. Just the scene when they're playing Truth or Dare that, as you said, they're egging each other on. Right. Like that. Make could be, out, make out, That make could be out. seen as harassment now. Yeah. And yeah. like a toxic work environment and all that. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, times change times and change. all that. So, um, something a little bit more lively. This is something that I posted. There's two actually very Florida things that I want to talk about. Um, this is something that I posted in our Instagram this week about here in Miami. Oh, the yes. 30 cars that they found. In Only LA. 30. Only, only no, there's, I would, there's more. There's, there's gotta be there's more. Gotta be more. Yeah. There's gotta be more. There's gotta be more legs. But yeah. when I read that, and the great thing is that I read that in NBC.com, and I'm sure <laughs> that anybody outside of South Florida right. that reads that would be like. What were 30 cars doing in a how, lake how in peculiar. Florida? In South, yeah, yeah. How peculiar. Right. Somebody outside of Florida would not go. That's the classic if you know, you know. Oh, right? Yes. But being from Miami, we know what 30 cars in a lake means. Like, I'm pretty sure Miami <laughs> Stadium has covered 22 of those cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we, we all know a guy. Who knows a guy right. who will make your car disappear? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and then they found and them. And when I would hear of these, you know, canales that they would throw cars in, because we, we've all been there. We've all oh, been yeah, in that yeah, conversation. Yeah. That you hear somebody saying, oh, chicos, si tú no quieres el carro, yo conozco a alguien, llamamos y tiran el carro en el canal. Desaparecen. carro en el canal. And I'm like, so where is this such canal that well, all these cars end up in? Well, we, we found, found one. We, we found, <laughs> found one of the many. One of the I'm many. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure if they if somebody like, you know how people in the beach, you, you see the people on the beach um, with a little metal detector? Oh. <laughs> yes. I'm sure if some retired guy here in Miami and Dade County went around canals and lakes just with a little metal thing. You've just given me an idea. My father has one of those things. He oh. is retired. I'm going to float yeah. it by him. I'll yeah. be like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. It's like, oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> it's a dealership. Down and you know, there. it's great that a lot of those cars, when they find them, they're missing parts because, mm -hmm. well, you of know, course, you, because you know, you know how it is. Okay, well, if you're gonna throw my car in a canal, let's first dismantle it. Fuck yeah, right, and sell the parts so yeah. I can make money out of it. Twice. And, and everything with a VIN number, you're gonna get erased. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you gotta sand it off. <laughs> Listen, it's sad that you and neither you and I have dumped a car in a canal, and yet we know all about the. It's part about living in Miami. It's South Florida, man. You know, culture, you yeah. know. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard that. I was like six or seven. Oh, I don't remember the first time. I, but yes. I remember the first time I heard that, and it was of somebody that I know. That I remember it was a Mustang, a Mustang 5.0. This was like a long time yeah, ago. Nice I car, was yeah. a kid. I was a kid, and I think they couldn't afford it anymore. They're like, <gasps> no, 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 lo vamos a tirar en un canal. And I and I remember thinking like. Pero ¿por qué tú vas a hacer eso? Un carro tan bonito. Right. Like, you know, this was like my <laughs> six, six seven-year-old yeah. buying thinking. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the way things are in Miami. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's the that's the yes, first sir. thing I read. I'm like, if you know if, if, because Ka Miami. if Karen in Nebraska reads 
30 cars are in a are in a in lake a pond, yeah, in like, uh, Miami that as you said that's so peculiar what are 30 what are 30 cars happen? doing in a lake how does that happen but is if it you're ne- from Miami I, I can imagine them just being like is it near a highway where yes, there's lots of accidents but if you're from Miami you know exactly what that means yeah a couple of people that I that I follow personally reposted when NBC6 coverage of it and a lot of them were like people in Miami getting scared a lot yep. of people in Miami frightened yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in Miami freaking out like, yeah. those VIN numbers are forever you people better hope that those VIN numbers have been sanded to the bone <laughs> yeah those VIN numbers are forever so the other thing I sort of wanted to mention that this wasn't in Miami but it's a very Florida thing okay did you hear what happened to Jane Castor who is the mayor of Tampa no so uh, Madam Mayor Jean Castor oh. of Tampa, uh, here in Florida, okay. was fishing, and when she, you know, she was fishing like like normal regular folk fish in Florida, and she caught something. Was she fishing like off a pier? Uh, no, I think she was on a boat. Okay, yeah, she caught something. She caught a bag with one point one million dollars of cocaine. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. She got the square grouper. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again. That is a tell me you're from Florida without telling me you're from Florida. Let me tell you something. One point one. It's not actually. I'm more not amazed at the cocaine part because that's that's like old hat down here. But wow, one point one million dollars worth. Well, there's inflation. You know, co- I don't know what cocaine goes for, but you know, everything else. I mean, eggs cost more. That's so true. Why wouldn't it, cocaine? It stands to reason. If if gas goes up, so must coke. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. El yeah. huevo subió la leche. La cocaína. La cocaína. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, have you bought, you know, I mean, lately? I mean, you, you can't get more of a luxury item than cocaine. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's such a Florida thing. Cars in a canal and fishing cocaine. I mean, only thing welcome we, to Florida. The only thing more Florida than that was if they had found the cocaine in the cars in the lake. Probably if you search hard enough. <laughs> Give it enough time. Let them start. Sacando cosas del maletero y, eh, yeah. y el Ahí seguro hay varios marimberos en those cars, you know, that have been oh. missing for like 30 some years. Oh, yeah. They're about to find some skeletons, too. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, yeah. So as I say, tell me you're from Florida without telling me you're from Florida. <laughs> that should be in today's in today's things that only happen in Florida corner, on pero let me tell you. Uh, yeah. Tell me you're from Florida. Oh, God, yeah. I wonder if they're going to keep dredging up other lakes. How did they even get to that lake? Like, was it a, a, a tip? That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, no, but now, but now I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, right? I'm like, okay, was it like somebody gave a tip? Or was it somebody, like, I don't know, was it just the turn to, time to dredge that I lake? I don't know, I don't know. I should have read that in the multiple articles. No, we all stopped about. after we read the 30 cars. Yeah. Like, no, the, it had me at the headline. Yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to keep going after that. Like, uh, honestly. When I read the 30 cards in the, the headline, I was like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was only? <laughs> only 30 only 30 because <laughs> that's a very small number oh no but there's more that's like i've told you that's this. just a lot of lakes. i've told you this there are houses here in miami that exist that have bags of money in the backyard and the owners don't know it yeah because in the 80s all these drug dealers and marimberos you know all their money yes, they sir. used to hide it in bags. And they're all out in horse country. And in horse country or por la calle ocho y la ciento cincuenta y pico. And we all know where that was. Out west. Out west. west. We it's, all it's know west. where that was. It's not in la ocho. No. We all know where right. that was. And um, I'm sure that there are still houses out there that one day somebody's going to be planting a garden. And they're like, holy shit. 
Pero ¿cómo que tú fuiste a poner una bugambilia y te encontraste un maletín de dinero? Where my house was built, it's a newer construction. It's not gonna happen. But you know, but if you have a house that was built in like the 80s, yeah, in those areas, past 117th, y que tiene mucha reja. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That you hit the jackpot. If you had to remove rejas from your house, yes. dig the backyard. That you know what? That's a good lit, litmus test. If you bought a house that was built in the eighties, yes, y tenía, y tenía mucha reja uh -huh. con, with a big fence, and it had those doors that had the lions on oh, them. Oh, the lions! Right. Check your backyard. They, they might be under the lions. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Check your backyard. Check your backyard. Lion marks the spot. Sometimes it's X. Sometimes it's a lion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Miami. What are we going to do with you? Mm -hmm. All right, mi gente. Now, as you know, we've been partnering all summer long with Florida Dairy Farmers. And we're here again with our friend Diane Smith from Florida Dairy Farmers. She's the Director of Marketing and Partnership. Diane, thank you again for coming back to join us. I, I love having you on. Every time I, I said the last time you were here, every time that you are on and we're talking, I learn so much. And I just feel like, okay, my, my dairy knowledge has expanded because of you. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, I've been with the Florida Dairy Farmers for 16 years now. Wow. And I've just learned so much throughout the years. I've had so many great opportunities. So I always love talking about milk. Well, then you definitely, being with them for 16 years, have some tips, tricks, and recipes as we start looking at back to school. You know, it's coming, whether we want it to or not. I, don't, I think some parents do, right? Uh, Summer, they, they want them to go back to school, some of them. But what are all the great snacks and, and treats that we can put into, you know, kids' breakfast, lunch, snacks that incorporate dairy? You know, I think a lot of the times people are so focused on, like, what pair of shoes am I going to buy? or what outfit or shirt do I need and all that, that they don't really think about what are the kids going to be eating, right. you know? And I think it's important, you know, for them not only to have a healthy breakfast, but as well, we want them to have healthy snacks because, you know, when they come from school, they're starving. Yes. And whatever they find around, they're going to eat. <laughs> so, you know, at Florida Milk, we have, uh, I think, worked really hard to just create some great, easy recipes that are going to take the stress from you, either from picky eaters to somebody who eats anything, any of those teenagers that you got to have some nice hearty, you know, snacks for. I think that, you know, dairy products, you know, we know they are a healthy and nutritious and sustainable product. You, you, you can have milk, you can have cheese, you can have yogurt, you can have ice cream, and you can make so many different things with it. So one of the things that we always recommend for back to school is maybe sure that you plan it out right the week before so then you know what you have and then you can just kind of like have a little menu so what you can prepare what you need to get and then you'll be all set so then what we want to do is make sure that they eat a healthy breakfast because studies have shown that kids who eat breakfast perform better absolutely because they're more awake they can pay more attention and they learn better they have better behavior and the list goes on and on and then we also want to make sure that they're having a healthy snack when they come home from school. You know, of course, they have to have a healthy lunch, you know, at school as well, or if you pack it for them. But when they come home, have something healthy for them. If you already have something prepared for them, it's going to avoid that impulse to just, you know, grab the any sugary kind of snack that is underway. Exactly. So, you know, we have like popsicles you can make for them or a yogurt parfait or cheesy toast or healthy pizza i mean there are just so many recipes that we have on floridamilk.com as well as in leche de florida 
I think we have a list of like 30 back to school snacks or things like that you can check out. But there's just tons of things that, that you can do with dairy products to not only provide them something they're going to like because it's delicious, but something that is going to be nutritious for them as well. Well, you just made me hungry with that list of items that you just gave me, not going to lie. Um, so, you know, but as a mom yourself, I, I, I want to ask, you know, what is one of the easiest ways to incorporate dairy into, you know, the average after school snack, right? Like, like you were saying, obviously you want to plan ahead and, and think ahead. So they're not just like, oh, here's some candy or chips or what have you. But how can we incorporate dairy into those moments in a way that's, you know, no fuss, no muss? You know, the easiest way is to make ahead um, some overnight oats that they can have them for breakfast or they can have it for a snack in the afternoon. A simple cheese stick, a mozzarella cheese stick with a piece of fruit. Like I know I always grew up eating like a cheese stick with an apple or a banana. Same here. Right. And then we can also have the yogurts, right? Like a yogurt parfait, yogurt. And then you can have some fresh fruit in there. So they're getting a really balanced nutrition and it's super easy. And I will tell you for the moms out there who drink coffee and even some kids, uh, you know, older kids that are starting to drink coffee. One of the recipes I was making today was actually little ice cubes, but they're actually um, cold brew ice cubes. And then I just put it in a little tray. And then what you do is you freeze it overnight. And then the next morning you just take a glass of milk and then you just drop in some of the ice cubes for the cold brew, the cold brew ice cubes, and then you're on your way. You know, if you want sugar, you can add it. If you like flavoring, you can add it. But it could be simple like just a glass of milk with some uh, cold ice brew coffee cubes. And you're on your way to go to drop off the kids or to go to work or to do whatever you want to do. I don't think it can be any easier because literally the freezer is doing the hard part for you. That's <laughs> that is the That's easiest it. way to do it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm as we wrap up, mostly because, again, as I said, you just made me hungry and I've got to go find some dairy snacks to, to have now in, in the afternoon. But I just want to remind all of our listeners, you know, all of the benefits of dairy especially, you know, again, us being from Florida, you know, the Florida dairy farmers, it, it's so wonderful. And you can really learn more about the benefits, the recipes, just so much information at floridamilk.com and lechedeflorida.com. It's, you know, it's there. And, and really, there's no excuse for you not to figure out ways to incorporate and have a healthy snack, healthy lunch, healthy breakfast for your kid. Absolutely. Just remember, each glass of milk has 13 essential nutrients, eight grams of high quality protein, Right. So with with that combination, it's just something that is going to set you up to feel full and to be able to pay more attention and to succeed because we all want our kids to succeed. Absolutely. You know, and if they don't have fuel, they cannot perform. Of course, of course. So let's not. give them some good stuff. Yeah. Well, again, D Diane, thank you so much for stopping by. You know, it's been fantastic t chatting with you as always. And, you know, we're going to we're going to visit those websites and find some recipes because I don't have kids. But I do get hungry, so I'm still going to go ahead and, and pull those recipes down for me. Hey, and you can always follow us on social media. We are on Instagram. We are in, um, in YouTube. We're on Facebook at Florida Milk or at Leche de Florida. See, zero excuses, y'all. Zero excuses. All right. Thank you again, Diane. Thank you. It's August, and while summer may be ending, back to school is just around the corner. 
That means it's time to start packing lunches again with healthy options like dairy. Whether yogurt, cheese sticks, or grilled cheese, there's many ways to include dairy for those back-to-school lunches and ensure that kids get protein, vitamin D, and calcium. And that's in addition to breakfast with some milk, either by the glass or in a bowl of cereal. For more ways to include dairy as part of your back-to-school routine, visit floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com and get more info as well as recipes. Trust me, including dairy in their lunches is way easier than trying to remember how to solve word problems. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what a lot of people are doing. They're moving away. They're moving away. We, uh, we talked yes. about last uh, oh, week. Oh, yeah. A shit ton of people said it. Actually, co- commented on, on the post this week. Yeah. Also, we got people um, replying to us about the Buckies. There's two in Florida. Well, you said you had said that. No, but they gave us the exact location. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's northern Florida. Yeah, they, but they gave us like the exact. They're like, it's on exit this by here. Blah, blah. I was like, wow. But you <laughs> know what, though? You know what, though? I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm driving out of Florida and I see a Bucky's in Florida, stop, I'm stopping. Right. But I think there's something about going to Bucky's in Texas. Uh, no, of course. But I mean, if you're not going to Texas, then. Stop no, oh, yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, no, no, I can't go. I to can't go the Bucky's in a, no. you know, Florida address, but you know. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to bring something up because I'm sure you saw it, and I just find it interesting. Um, so you know, Florida has some some political kerfuffles here and there. Um, did you see that this past week, Ron DeSantis essentially admitted that. Trump lost the election. Yes. And I love it because I love to watch people flail. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't understand why he didn't just do this from the start. Because the people who are going to vote for Trump are never going to vote for DeSantis. Mm -hmm. So what were you courting? Well, he had already said it without saying it. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying right, is, but like, he said he said it on the record. Now. Like, like, dude, I'll say this: you're not going to win those people over, right? So just come out and say it, and 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 work so he, work with what you he got. Retooled his. Um, he oh, he fired, fired his, half of his, his staff. Yeah, he fired everybody, including his campaign manager this week. Um, which is what you do when you're trailing in the polls. And I mean, I mean, look, as somebody who worked in politics, or somebody who just follows politics, you don't have to work in politics to know this. You can't count somebody out because they're not doing well in the polls. I mean, obviously he's going through a, but he's going against a behemoth that is Donald Trump. And right. you know, I've said this before, and I mean, right? Anybody, everybody knows this. 
all the rules and po- politics and elections We're and all that it. go out the window when it comes down to Donald Trump. It's like kryptonite. It's yeah. like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like right. whatever you think worked for any other candidate in the history of American elections, it doesn't work or it, it doesn't apply to him the same. Um, he had said, Ron DeSantis, after the 2020 election, he very proudly went on on, on television, mm-hmm. very proudly, and said how the election, um, the election integrity for Florida had been spot on, which it was. Yeah, it was. There was no major issues here with voter Just fraud. Traditional. Uh, uh, no, but it was, it was like within the usual. Like right, there was right, no right, issue right, here right, with right. voter fraud or ballot harvesting or no, nothing like that. And he very proudly, which was true, went on there and like, I held, you know, we ran a tight ship here in Florida. So, so you can't pick and choose your battles because then later when, you know, this whole rhetoric was being um, spewed out about the election being stolen and all that stuff, you know, he created a task force here in Florida to prevent voter fraud. Right. And he spent I don't know how many millions of dollars and created a whole task force. Right. Right. To ensure that uh, there was no fraud in the election process here in Florida. And after this whole investigation and this whole thing, they found, I think it was under 20 people. That's what I'm saying. It was like well right? within the acceptable. So, so when he usual says amount. now, um, I, you know, he, he lost the election. I mean, he said it with. The exact words, but I mean, he had already hint. I mean, and just what he had said it to himself. Uh, that it, it just seems to me like somebody who's that. trying to course correct to appeal to someone. It, it does. It, it just seems to me again, like, the, and, and I've said this to you several times, where it's like when when him and several politicians across the board. But whenever he comes out and says things, I have told you in the past, I'm like. He's not doing this out of conviction. He's not no. saying these things out of conviction. He's saying it because he has cultivated fan base X, and this is what they want to hear. And to me, that's worse. Because if you are saying something because you truly, wholeheartedly believe it, I may disagree with you, but you know what? That's your conviction. But here's the thing, though. You're just he, an opportunist. He can't, he can't out-Trump Trump. Um, and the problem with him, that's one of the reasons why he's going right of trump which there's something else that i want to bring up in a minute that's why he's going right of trump because Mm -hmm. he wants to distinguish himself from trump because just the other day um his election um a couple weeks ago maybe a month or two ago actually it was in june it was during pride his election came up with this video about how trump loves the gays (laughs) Because the, because well, yes, d- Tif- Tiffany had had the, during during yeah. but during 2016, Trump did attend um, LGBT rallies yeah. for him. Uh, of what is it, log cabin, log cabin. Uh, Republicans, Republicans. He had, and he actually said that he would support the LGBT community when he first got elected. He said that he wouldn't do anything to reverse um, marriage equality. Right. So he actually. Say what you will. Say but, what you will. He actually, for a time, did. Um, have moderate views, if you will, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of LGBT issues. Um, so Ron DeSantis came out with this video saying how he loved the gays, right? Because right. what can he do? He can't get in the boxing ring with him, right? Right? Because say what you will about Donald Trump, he's charismatic. He's a train wreck that everybody wants to watch. He's an entertainer, right? He's an entertainer. You know, he's he's a showman. Um, and Ron DeSantis can't. It can't match that. He can't can't match that that at all. Like, he has no personality, right? Right. Um, So what is he trying to do? He's trying to, you know, out 
you know, go right of him and then come up with all these ridiculous, insane laws that are being passed here now. Um, you know, I, I love whenever he does a, a campaign speech or whatever, Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. they count how many times he says woke. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 80 to 100 times in like one speech. So. And the reason the reason that they can count that now is, um, you know, anytime that it's a black person hired, it's because of the skills learned from slavery. Yes. And yes. and so so that's a good thing. Yes. 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 So, oh my God. yes. so actually, I did want to bring something up and related to him. And I have to tell you that, um, I don't know, maybe our listeners have picked up on this. Um, you know, there has been a lot of things happening here in Florida. And, you know, a lot of times here on the podcast, I... I sort of struggle on what to bring up or not politically because, you know, as I've always said, we're not a political podcast, but, but we're we current do talk events. about politics. And, you know, during election years, we talk a lot about mm -hmm. politics, but I also understand that a lot of our listeners just want to listen and have, you know, listen, laugh, and learn. Right. And they want to have a good time. And, you know, I... I, I, because I in part work in politics and I'm so bogged down by it, you know, sometimes I just don't want to talk about it. Right, right. right? Like yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah, you don't want to bring your work home with you. Bring right. it, yeah. you know, up in the podcast. And sometimes I'm like, you know, if we bring up everything, especially now, then every week it's going see. to be, you know, the same thing. And, you know, sometimes people just want to break about that. You know, people just want to smile and go on with their day, even if the world is falling apart. You know? oh, but we all need a break. We all right. need. Yeah. So, but, you know, I felt that, there was something in particular this week that happened that um, I just I needed to talk about because okay. it's just when you think that things can't get more insane, um, they do. Mm -hmm. So m as many of you may have heard, um, in the last two weeks, there was this whole issue with AP credit oh, yes. courses with psychology and the don't say gay bill um, here in Florida. So basically what happened was that... You know, as many of you know, the Don't Say Gay Bill or Parental Rights Bill <laughs> um, is in effect here in Florida, which prohibits educators and instructors about talking about sexual orientation, whatever that means. Right. But let's go with it. Because that is literally the term, the, the blanket. Right. Let's go with it. Yeah. Um, and now, recently, Manny Diaz Jr., who is the uh, head of education here in Florida, who's lovely... <laughs> lovely um and i had opinions about him well before he was right, in this right. role um if you work local okay. politics you know manny diaz jr um anyway um so they had this whole thing where they were telling schools that they could no longer teach ap psychology because in the study of AP psychology, among the many, 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 many things you talk about in psychology is about sexual orientation. Well, yeah. Right. So let me remind people that AP, advanced placement, are college courses. Yes. Therefore, those classes that you're taking as a junior or senior in high school are the same classes that you would take at a college level. That's why you can get college credit for them yeah. let me just also you remind the people the that those classes and that curriculum is by the college board of the united states it's not the department of education of florida it's not the college board of florida it is a nationwide standard mm -hmm. of the college board right mm -hmm. because what happens if you're an accredited university and you're teaching psychology or any any, any course any course um there's certain standards in a certain curriculum right. that you have to follow, right? Um, so the curriculum of 
AP Psychology in Florida is the same curriculum as in Arkansas, Nebraska, Montana, South Dakota, California, New York, so on and so forth. So the uh, college board um, made a very, very, you know, this is a non-political like institution. (laughs) It's a freaking college board that, you know, oversees AP classes and AP tests. It's a a bunch of nettles. Said that, you know, this was a great interference to ask to teach psychology without teaching about human sexuality, about human sexuality and sexual orientation, mm-hmm. which is a, it is, I, I don't want to say it's a huge part of psychology, <laughs> but, it's but you can't study psychology without studying that. Right. right. So there were a lot of schools now who didn't know if they could yeah. teach this. And I have to tell you that, Despite everything that has been happening in our education system here in Florida, I felt that this in particular was a huge, huge, I mean, you want to talk about a huge blow, but this was a huge like overstep because you're now talking about changing the curriculum of a course that is very well established any college course, any college class that you take of psychology now, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, would talk about sexual orientation, right? And now you're even curtailing that. You're even attacking that. That, I mean, that is just, if that doesn't scare you, in addition to the <laughs> slavery taught black people <laughs> useful skills in addition to you can't you know talk about Ooh. your partner in addition to everything oh, else my favorite was did you see the video from the prager you uh thing about columbus mm. where basically he says like you know well don't judge me too harshly because i had slaves and I, in my mind at first i was like okay those were, you know, those were the times, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I was like, you know, it was either that or kill them. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, since you gave us so wonderful options, right. like, um, I mean, come on. So, I mean, if that doesn't scare you and you don't, you know, try to remove your, your, your politics or, or, you know, whatever your inclination is, if that doesn't scare you, that you are wiping out a huge part of of or a significant part rather of a curriculum a college curriculum on a on a on a very important class because i feel that mo- a lot of people take psychology i mean i was a psychology major in undergrad right right, right? but even people that were not psychology majors take yeah, psychology psych 101 is is pretty standard right? yeah um if you think that that's okay that i mean if you want to say that we're heading in the wrong direction and that these are, you know, uh, the word fascism is thrown around. Yeah. Very almost li- as much as I can. You know, know. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, very, you know, freely nowadays. But if you don't think that this is like fat, you know, behavior that is fascist or fascist like, then we're in a very, very uh, precarious yeah. situation here because that is huge I- that you're telling a college a college course you now want to dictate the material of what is in a college course and the first first thing that authoritarian rule always does historically is curtail 
the mindset and curtail education. And the less that you teach people, the more you can indoctrinate them and the more you can shape their thoughts. Because it, it's sort of like in 1984, the concept of newspeak. Yep. That the less language people know, the more that you can mold. You, you've limited them. You, you mold that. This is something similar. So that is something that really yep. sort of shocked me. I mean, they got a lot of backlash well, and they sort of stepped back well, on it. To the credit, I, I know that Broward and, and Miami-Dade have said that they are going to proceed with AP Psych, yeah. So it is still going to be part of the curriculum, right? They they are because the thing the thing is that because the don't say gay bill is so vaguely written on purpose. Right. Nobody has said you can't do it, but then if you do it, right, you could you be you, you could you could run into problems. So that's that's where all of this comes into play. See, one of, one of one of the most disgenuine things about all this, you know, in terms of the governor, is that I'll never forget when this was bill was first passed. You know, a reporter was asking him about the don't say gay bill, gay bill, and he was like, where does it say gay in, in the bill? It doesn't say gay. It doesn't say homosexual. Where does it say it? It doesn't say it. And he scolded the uh, reporter uh, live on television, mind you, um, for making that. And here's the thing about Ron DeSantis. He is a Yale-educated attorney. He's a smart guy. Anybody who studies law knows that a law that is written vague, vaguely is a really bad law, any law. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with a law that is vague is that that leads to interpretation, which eventually will lead to litigation. Right. Right. right? Like a challenge. Eventually, um, right. Because it, you don't know what it says. You don't know how you could apply it. So this law was written vaguely on purpose well, to set also, a chilling factor, to set a chilling factor. Right. Because now people don't know what to do. Because now if you're a teacher, if you're a teacher, let's say in, a, well, in any any grade and your, in your curriculum, you talk nothing about sexual orientation or marriage, nothing. But you have a picture of your significant other and you happen to be in a, in a gay relationship. Right. OK, so is that sexual orientation? Like, are you talking, are you putting your sexual orientation front and center? Right. You know, something as simple as that. Right, right, right. Saying my wife, if you're a woman, or my husband, if you're a man. You know, like, where are the parameters? Right, Because it's right. a vague law. And obviously, a law that is is not vague will be challenged much quicker. So, again, to your point, it's done on purpose. Like, you can't say, like, a, a law, not that it would never be put forth, but a law that would be put forth that says, you cannot... You know, talk about gay men in the classroom. That will be challenged quicker because automatically it's got something that they can be pointed to as far as free speech or well, well, or equal but, but, but protection. Not, not, but, but I'm saying by keeping it vague, to your point, it, everybody kind of has to police themselves. You don't know what's in or not, and right, you right, don't know what's in or right. not, and, and and it'll take longer to challenge. It will, it, it it will, and it won't. The thing is that if if a law, if a law says A B C, and it's very you know, clear clear and express then it could be challenged for being unconstitutional because you could say hey that law shouldn't right. say this this is unconstitutional but the problem with a vague law is that you don't know if it's unconstitutional right. or not so it's not until something happens and then there's a consequence to that happening that you could say like oh wait a minute maybe this pers person shouldn't have been fired for this right. or maybe this class should have not been taken off the curriculum for this right that then you could start litigation so yeah it, it goes with what you said in terms of how fast it is you know a lot of the laws that he has passed are unconstitutional, but they have to go through the 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 proper channels and forums in order for them to be rendered unconstitutional. And right. that takes time. It's it's not unconstitutional until there's a case against right. it, essentially. Because again, you know, if you 
You know, you already started, or you have you know, long ago, you started with changing history. And, oh, well, this didn't happen. And, oh, well, you, you know, again, critical race theory. They go on and on about critical race theory. The only place where critical race theory is currently taught in the United States is in law school. And it's an elective. <laughs> so it's not even a requirement. No. I didn't take critical race theory in, in law school. Um, it's, an, it's an elective. Um, it's not on any curriculum of any public school in the country mm -hmm. and yet if you hear certain people you think that that is what kids are hearing all day and all night you know and they're using maybe specific one-off examples of teachers who have done that right right uh, maybe one teacher here did this and one teacher there but this is not a systematic or you know widespread and it may have been in the context of a bigger lesson right. like slavery or the civil rights but but movement. even if it wasn't right it it it's isolated incidents where that's not generally what is happening. But, you know, uh, again, th I go to that saying, I, I'm paraphrasing here, you know, um, I forgot who wrote this or exactly how the saying goes that it says, one day they came for so-and-so yes, and yes. I stayed quiet. One then day they came, they came for yeah. so-and-so and I stayed quiet. And then it goes on and on and, and said, and one day I they, they came, came for me, me. And there was and, no one there to and protest. There no, right, right, right. And, and that is true because... If they could do this to, you know, they're, they're doing this to people that now maybe you don't agree with, but eventually there will be something of you or a loved one right. that will be in the crosshairs of other people. So, right. Yeah. Oh, well. I know. I know. Got a little deep there. Got yeah, a little yeah, yeah. heavy. Got a little heavy. Um, oof. I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't even know what to talk about after that. Well, I don't. Oh, well, then go for it. So... The internet went wild this week. Again? Well, over what <laughs> I happened. mean, hasn't it always gone wild? Over what happened in Montgomery. What happened in Montgomery? Okay. I, <laughs> you looked at me like I have no clue. Okay, no, because I've been seeing people be like, oh, Montgomery. And then I and Ana Navarro posted a picture of like a chair on a platform. I have no idea what happened I in Montgomery. Ate that up. Okay. okay so. What happened in Montgomery? So this is what happened in Montgomery. Alabama, Listeners, right? Montgomery Ward. <laughs> well, no. Listen, there could be more than one Montgomery. Like, it could right. be like, more than one Springfield. Okay. So, in Montgomery, Alabama, in the state of Alabama in the <laughs> south. Um, <clears throat> so, earlier this week, there was an issue where there was a, uh, a co-captain of a riverboat. As okay. one does in Alabama. As, okay. You go on a riverboat. They were going down a river. They were going boat. down the river. <laughs> rolling. They were These rolling. We're rolling on the river. Down in, in, my, in Montgomery. Rolling. Something tells me it doesn't end like the rolling. song. Rolling. No, no. Okay. Do, do, do. Or maybe it does. <laughs> maybe. maybe it does. Um, anyway, so when this huge riverboat okay. uh, was going to park in the marina... In its space, okay. right, there was a pontoon in its place, like, okay. and it couldn't be there, right? Okay. So the co-captain of the riverboat gets off, mm -hmm. and he goes, and he tells the people, the guys, mm -hmm. hey, you need to move your pontoon. This is our parking space okay. for that riverboat <laughs> for the to see there, right? <laughs> and we're not talking about like these guys were in a pontoon. Right? It's a riverboat. It's a riverboat it's with, a a, riverboat. with a revolving paddle. Right, right. yes. It, it's a full-blown riverboat. <laughs> a full-blown okay. riverboat. Okay. Rolling down yeah. the river. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So the co-captain, who is black, okay. gets off and tells these guys. And then in the video, you could see that he's telling the guys over and over and over, like, hey, you need to move this. Right. You need to move this. There was alcohol involved. Okay. Right? You need to move this. You need to move this. And they're paying no attention to him. Now, the riverboat is full of passengers. <laughs> yes, yes. So these people needed to get off. Yeah, these are like gambling cruises. Right, right. And yeah. dinner cruises. Yeah, it was a dinner yeah. cruise. These people need to get off, right? Right. So after trying for some time... The co-captain um, unties the pontoon okay. and starts moving it down the dock. And I guess he was going to tie it further Another down spot. the dock right. so the riverboat can um, park. And that's when some white guy, who was probably drunk, went and charged at him. From the pontoon party. Yes, okay. the, pontoon party. the pontoon party. Or was there in the, in the, in the little marina area on the, in the jetty. Mm-hmm. So he starts attacking the the co-captain who is a black, okay. right? So then I don't know where all these white people came from. Like within two seconds, <laughs> there was like freaking, you know, all these like white people like kicking and attacking the black guy. The co-captain. The co-captain, yes. He was doing his Who's job. Who's doing his job, right. right? And right. again, the video shows that he like asked them like several times, you know, hey, can you move this? <laughs> so anyway... So and it's not like he let it just drift away either. So the riverboat, the people in the riverboat were seeing this happen, and they were like, "Oh no way!" And they start recording it, and a bunch of people start. There were people who jumped off the riverboat to go to the help of the co-captain of the black guy. He said, "For more, <laughs> like, like there were chairs flying. They were beating each other up. I mean, it was it was it got pretty bad." It got pretty bad. Um, you know, the point is that, you know, the black people there were like, no, this shit is not happening to one of ours. And they went and una piñacera, una piñacera completa. So, and then it became extremely viral. Now, here's the thing. That's insane. The moment I saw that, I'm like, you could. there's audio to it, but you can't really hear what, what's going okay. on. There. I'm like, I'm sure these white guys, like the N-word was thrown out, you know, right. because that's what they do, right. uh, especially when they're when drunk. drunk yeah. um, and that's exactly what happened because then there's people who testified that they, you know, started calling the captain mm-hmm. uh, racial efficits. Um, and um, so that wasn't surprising. But, you know, look. Nobody condones violence, and they shouldn't have gotten to that. And you know, and, and on the one hand, you know, you see that, and you're like, I mean, I really, I mean, is this where we're at? That people are freaking fighting because you can't fucking move your boat, you know? And like the the, the privilege and entitlement that you think that you have. Let's also, take race out of this. Also. It's one thing, and I'm not saying this makes it better, but it's one thing for like the one guy to go and start fighting one on one. But now there's like 40 of you yeah. or however I, I many mean, it was. Let, let's, let's first see like, this without race being an element. Just the fact that you think you're entitled enough to leave your fucking boat there. Right. You know, that you th- you see this huge riverboat coming. Right. You're like, no, I'm not moving it. Right. I'm not moving it because I don't want to. I'm not right. moving it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. Right. But then obviously there is a racial factor to it. So, you know, on the one hand, I was like. Nobody wants this. It, it makes me sad to see violence at that level. But it's like, you know what? I'm glad that he got the defense that he did. And that, yeah. you know, people came to pe- his, people yeah. came to his defense. Yeah. You know, they were black, but whether they were black, white, whatever, that people came to his defense because that man was doing his job, you know, and he got the crap beat out of him by these fucking thugs. For doing what he was paid to do. You know, for, you know, doing what he was paid to do and he was doing his job and he was trying to do it correctly. Right. And then, you know, 
so yeah, go defend him. Yeah. <laughs> but it was there was like two guys that jumped off the riverboat to go help him. To go help him. Wow. So, you know, and then obviously it became like super viral. Right. Um they did like a whole good times intro to it. <laughs> I mean, I have to yeah, show you. I can't. you have to see it. It's, it. it's um it was some funny funny stuff, but Uh, rolling down the river. Yes. Rolling. I guess he he, he actually should have left a good job in the city. <laughs> Nutbush. Actually, you know what? That was not a good job in the city, so he should leave. No. <laughs> Go to Nutbush. Go city to... limits. <laughs> nice. Charles Henhouse. Easy. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so you're thirsty? I'm a little thirsty. I'm a little Soda parched. time. So we had a lot of pizza earlier. So. Uh, yeah. Lots of sodium. Yes. So I'm going to go first with my soda. So I have a little treat for our (laughs) listeners. I do love your soda treats. So I want you all to look up an Instagram account. And this person is getting my last soda. The name is Mafe Walker. And it's exactly how it sounds like. (laughs) M as in Mary. A. F as in Frank. E. Walker, Mafe Walker. Look up Mafe Walker um, on Instagram. And you won't be disappointed. She, you will not be disappointed, and you will spend a lot of time, a more lot time of, than you should, than you should, um, going through her videos. And you could thank me later. <laughs> so, Mafe was actually, I discovered Mafe through one of our previous guests. Tony X Travels, um, who we had on the show a few months ago, Jonathan, Mm -hmm. who's a friend, um, and he he showed it to me, and I kind of went down that rabbit hole, and this lady starts talking about different things, and she talks very fast, but then... She starts speaking in some foreign tongue. Well, she's and speaking in Spanish and English. Spanish and English, but then she goes to another language. And I'm like, okay, this is not a human language. Like, this is not a language that I've ever heard of. And then after a little bit of research, we found out that she talks to aliens. Yeah. Right? So her Instagram is about, you know, sending energía, <laughs> a categoría ocho or whatever it is, a... Hola, la energía, because she could talk to aliens. And I believe her. I do believe her. Do you believe her? I, I believe, believe her. her. I believe her. You know, her poses are very awkward. She's always near plants that are very like, close to plants. you know, hitting her face. But um, but listeners, give her a try. Watch her stuff for a little bit, and it will bring a smile to your face. It, it, it will shock you in a way <laughs> but it will bring a smile to your face and make you forget whatever it is you were doing oh that's for damn so sure that's good so again my last soda goes to mafe walker instagram account mafe walker it's uh it's a treat i showed you some videos and oh. you you thoroughly enjoyed them. oh i'm going to go to bed watching them tonight oh yeah yeah because and it, share them with your friends and family by all means. she has over one hundred forty thousand followers yeah so we're not the only ones yeah we're not the only, we're not ones. The only ones who are digging it no 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 Oh, I, okay. So, Mafe, I, I don't know how to say my last soda goes to in, in alien language, so I'll right. just have to do it in English. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Um, so, my last soda is actually going to uh, to someone who, you know, I've always enjoyed as an entertainer, um, Wayne Brady. And yes. the reason I'm giving it to Wayne, Wayne Brady is this week he came out as pansexual. Now, for those of you who, who are un 
aware of what pansexual is exactly. Um, pansexual, at the end of the day, is it's not bisexual um, because it's just somebody who who has through soul searching and and you know just coming to know themselves has understood that they can be open to loving someone across any part of the sexual spectrum. So whether it's, uh, you know, man, woman, trans person, non-binary person, et cetera. So that's why it's, it's pansexual. It just encompasses the full spectrum. And of it's sexuality. more based on feeling rather than sex. It's correct. Sexuality. Correct. It's basically, I'm open to, to falling in love with any person right. versus, and, and, and the sexual, the sexual part of it is secondary. Correct. Really. Correct. And I, you know, I'm giving it to Wayne Brady because I think this is this is not you know he's not like 16. You know what I mean? He's somebody who is ya un hombre hecho derecho. He has an ex-wife. He has a daughter. So I mean, this is someone who has lived his life a certain way and took the time to kind of reflect on who he is and come to this this determination. And you know, even in this day and age, anytime you have a celebrity with any degree of recognition come out in such a public way, you know, we've said this before on the show. It does representation matters and it does show, you know, just because you are after a certain age or because you are, you know, black, Hispanic, etc. You don't just kind of have to accept things and, and shut yourself down based on what society tells you to do, you know. And when someone like him comes out, I think it just it speaks volumes, you know. And 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 again, it's not the fact that he's pansexual and not like gay or bisexual. I think it's even more beautiful if I can if I can be that bold to say it because he's opening up the conversation like you so eloquently put it where it's not just about falling in love with you know the person's genitalia mm-hmm. right it's about falling in love with the person and right. hopefully that's something that you know you can help expand our understanding of of, of what the spectrum really is about at the you, end of the you day. know what i have to say that i was actually very surprised that he came out of anything right <laughs> because wayne brady is one of these people i mean everybody loves wayne brady yeah but wayne brady is one of these people that like I don't want to say garden variety as an insult, but that's his shtick. He's like everybody's best friend. He's right. like, you know, brain, Wayne he's Brady. He's a consummate entertainer. Yeah, just, yeah. He, he's very like, he appeals to a lot of different people and he, he's never been controversial in any way, shape or form. Sex has never been his shtick. Never right, at all. Right. Never. Like you never, even when he was married to a woman, like you never thought about Wayne Brady with his wife. It, it's just, it, it was a very kind of, that was never his sexuality, even when he was in a heterosexual right. relationship. It was never part of the Wayne Brady conversation. Right. It was never part of the Wayne Brady brand. Right, right, right. right. Because Wayne Brady, I, I do believe, is a brand. He's very yeah. like bubbly and very, you yeah. know, you didn't, you, you didn't stop to think about... Even when he played a drag queen on Broadway, because right. he was in Kinky Boots. Right, you never stopped to think about... Wayne Brady and right in any aspect of the sexual spectrum right and and I don't mean that as an insult I mean that I, rather as like that was a persona that he had built right. right so you know the fact that he did come out that he felt that it was important um yeah I I think that that that's that's good for him yeah good for him and you know and and again good for representation which at the end of the day we need more and more of and he's as, hilarious he's just great I mean he sings he dances he's funny he's he can do drama I mean you know what he's already kind of pan in terms of his talent <laughs> so why not be pansexual <laughs> right was he your favorite and whose line is it any, anyway I don't know if he was my favorite. It would, you know what? I, who was a skinny I, I, tall guy? I, 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 oh gosh, I think that was Brian. No, um, the one from Drew Carey. You know, I have to tell you something about. I that used to show. love that show. When that show was on, on like first run, yeah, I didn't watch it. 
Right. I didn't care. But then, I don't know, maybe it's because I was a little bit older. You know, because obviously comedy in your 20s is not the same thing as comedy in yeah. your 30s. That I was a little bit older, that when I started watching watching the reruns, I was like, these people are freaking insanely... Like, it's... In, in, yes. And they're hilarious. Like, all of them. They all have to come up with shit on the fly. Again, it's doing an impression, singing, dancing. They, they have to just go. Like, yeah. here's your here's your cue. Hit it. Yeah, and if you want to see things like that, you could join. You could join us at the Villain Theater. Like, yes, you know, you here go. in Miami, Villain we have Theater. we have uh, actually their their eighth uh, their eighth anniversary is coming up. I think at the end of this yes. month, and they're doing a uh, fundraising show. So you should go see the that. Villain Theater, a community yeah. uh, theater group here in Miami that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, whose line is it anyway? Is like great show, and I mean, Wayne Brady was a huge part of that. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. So you know, good for him. So enjoy. <laughs> Can you imagine Wayne Brady and Moffat Walker having a lasso? <laughs> now I want them to. And Moffat's like, Wayne, I'm going to talking an alien. Listen, maybe aliens fall under pansexual. No, I was thinking that she would be great fodder for his next uh, oh. comedy routine. That's oh. the route I was going with. She that. should be on Let's Make a Deal. On Let's Make a Deal? Yeah, the show that he hosts. Oh, yes, yes. That's still on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It survived the pandemic, yeah. yeah. Huh? It survived the pandemic, yeah. You know, when I used to watch Let's Make a Deal when we were kids, they had a revival in like the late 80s, early yes. 90s. I forgot with who. Who else did it? <sighs> My gut says Pat Sajak, but I think that's wrong. No, it wasn't Pat Sajak. I can't remember now who it was. We'll look it up. <laughs> I would always be like, I didn't know that that was part of the shtick. That was the whole shtick. There's always somebody who dressed up like a gallina. There was. Siempre. There was always a chicken. I feel like maybe the chicken I, costume was provided. You think so? Well, what are the odds that like every episode there was a chicken? <laughs> that You know what probably happens is that there's probably people who show up who don't know you have to dress up. Right. And so they have like, you know, a closet full of like, coge ponte esto. You're a baby. Yeah. You're a you're clown. A yeah. You know? Una gallina. Una gallina. Yes. Right. You're a gallina. I'd probably be the gallina. Actually, no. I'll go dressed as a monk. The monk has not been on national television. You know what? For that reason alone, I will allow you to do it. <laughs> so I'm like, my monk costume has traveled state lines. <laughs> yes. And now it's making its daytime debut. And then all, then after it makes its daytime <laughs> debut, then I need to take it in, to Canada. So I could say it crossed international, international lines. lines. Just Canada's enough. <laughs> or Mexico. But, but something, yeah, yeah. Something that, that close. Yes, yes. You know, yes. I still have it. Oh, I have no doubt. I'm surprised that you didn't find it when you were cleaning out the garage and saved no, it to no, show me. No, 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 no. It's in, it's in uh, my closet in my parents' room. In my oh, parents okay. House. So in my room in my parents' house. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah no. we, we won't get rid of my monk costume. For those of you who have not been listening to us since the first episode, I was a monk from 1995 through about 2007 <laughs> I mean, I was every year a monk. <laughs> excuse me. I'm not really big on dressing up in Halloween. So I'm like, it's a monk costume. Like... I'm going to one year now that I know it's at your parents' house. You know how sometimes people will like you know go and get like a uh, like the jer- like their jersey framed. Uh-huh. I'm going to go and get your monk costume, monk costume framed. Costume framed. <laughs> yeah, you know the story of where that came from, right? That's from the Renaissance Fair. My right? grandmother made it for me when we went to the Renaissance Fair in the tenth grade. Yeah. I don't know why of all the things I could dress up for the Renaissance Fair, why I decided to dress up as a monk. I can tell you why. Why? Because it was dressed up enough that you could say you were dressed up. But like, okay, you weren't gonna wear tights. No. Right. You weren't gonna wear tights. You weren't gonna dress up as a court jester. No. Right. You weren't gonna go as like a king because that required big sleeves and a cape and everything. You weren't no, gonna that's do that. Too much. Too right. much. So monk. 
Yeah, probably that was more. <laughs> yeah, no, I know your entire thought process. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's why you're a monk. <laughs> there was one year, though, that I did use a monk costume as a Jedi. Okay, all right. right that's right. That, that's there fair. Yes. yes. Yeah, but then I was like, I got to stick to my brand of being <laughs> a monk. I love that your brand is monk. Monk, yeah. <laughs> you know who's the first person I saw dressed up as a monk? Ben Seaver. Oh, wow. I had forgotten about that. the episode of Growing Pains where Candace Cameron comes out. Yeah. That she was his date and she was dressed as a princess. I forgot about that. In a pink, and he's dressed as a monk. And he has a wig on. The little yep, little mushroom yep. thingy. Whoa, listeners. Whoever, whoever knows that reference, back. you are over the age of 40. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 38. Maybe 38, 37. Yeah. You know, so anyway. No younger than 35. No. <laughs> anyway, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. As always, remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend, everyone. And bueno, perate. this is next Friday. Back to school is coming. Back to school is coming. Yeah, back to school is coming. Yes. So, but, have you, a, but you can have some wings before back to school this Saturday, August 12th at J. Wakefield. Will be eso, mismo, eso mismo. And we have our load of wings. Yes. So we'll see you guys there. Have a great weekend, everyone. Cuídense. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.